Hello, and welcome to Walk It Off, a podcast that will help you walk off the tough days in life, tackling the topics of love, marriage, parenting, personal development, and probably some completely random topics, since that's who we are. Hey guys, just wanted to interrupt our regularly scheduled program to do a quick plug for Anchor by Spotify. If you're thinking about starting a new podcast, which you should, the Anchor app makes it super easy. We love it because you can record right into the app from your phone or computer. You can edit, add music, and publish right from your phone if you want. They even distribute it for you to platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google, CastBox, and several others. Check it out and let us know if you do. Download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 7 of the Walk It Off show with Candy and Ryan. I'm here with my wonderful wife, Candy. Hello. And today we're going to talk about marriage, um, how things work for us, what maybe hasn't worked for us. Uh, we'll talk a little bit on um, premarital counseling and what that was for us and how that went through. And we're just going to touch off on a couple different things and how everything worked out for us. And... Yeah, Candy's going to kick it off with our definition. It's hard. It's real hard. (laughs) (laughs) No, the Webster Dictionary says, broadly, any of of the forms of interpersonal union established in various parts of the world to form a familiar bond that is recognized legally, religiously, or socially, granting the participating partners mutual conjugal rights and responsibilities. Mm, Conjugal rights. (laughs) Um, So yeah, we've been married uh, 13 years. Uh, We just celebrated our 13th here recently on the 6th of this month. Lucky number 13. Yeah, we've, we've had our ups, we've had our downs, we've had our downs, excuse me, and... Yeah, it's it's been really great. Um, it's been one of the best things I've ever done. So yeah, we just wanted to chat today about what the things that have worked for us. Um, I recently listened to a book um, by Dr. Stephen R. Covey, "The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Couples," and or is it the Seven Habits of Highly Effective Marriage? I will double check and correct it here in a minute. But yeah, so we did a quick list of the most important things to us. We started back when we first got together. We decided to get married, and we talked about our uh, lovely um, proposal and all of the fun there. So then we had to find a place. We had to find a person. And so we were going to Grace Baptist Church in the, at the time, And so we went and talked to the pastor there about, you know, hey, we are getting married. Would you marry us? So he said that we'd have to go through marriage counseling uh, before he would marry us. It was his policy and he did it with us, which we weren't thrilled about the idea, but we were open to it at the time and strongly encourage it for people who are married or people who have are going to get married. Mm -hmm. Um we went through preparing for marriage by Dennis Rainey. Um, there's plenty of books out there. This one was nice because it was kind of interactive and it's interesting to look back now, 
how things have changed for us in our lives since mm-hmm. we answered those questions. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a little workbook. And uh, I guess a quick disclaimer, the, the premarital counseling, it's not like what you think of counseling when you go to a shrink or even later marriage counseling if need be. Well, and it helps to get you to get to know each other better. We, I mean, we hadn't known each other a super long time, so it really helped us. Uh, some of the questions that wouldn't normally come up or things that you wouldn't normally ask someone were asked, and some of them were really hard questions, but it's all stuff. If you're planning to spend a life together, things that you should really know about the other person mm-hmm. and things to help them through and you know things to work through. Uh, and then just preparing us for, for, for what we were in for because, you know, you're in love and there's all the romance and the honeymoon phase and all of these things that you just think will last forever when you're in that phase. Mm-hmm. And then you get to finances and kids and houses and school and life changes. Job changes. And all of that stuff just really can weight down your romance. And so it really helps kind of get us on that, that track. Uh, So some of the most important things to a good marriage that we, that we think this is just us thinking. So what's number one? Um, Honesty. So no, no bullshit. Uh, If you mess up, be honest about it. Don't don't hide things. Don't don't lie, cheat, steal that kind of stuff. Be open and honest. Oh, hey, honey, I I screwed up. I forgot to pay the cell phone bill, which I actually did early in our relationship, and that was turned off my phone, yeah. and I was not impressed. <laughs> um, well, and honesty too, as far as I have a tendency to be kind of mean. And so there have been times in our marriage where Ryan had to tell me, like, you need to stop being mean. I mean, it was much more specific than that, obviously. But being honest with each other means saying some of the hard things. And you don't, you wouldn't say that to just anyone, that you're saying something like Mm -hmm. that to someone you're spending and giving your whole life to. And it's done in love. Um, you know, does this dress make me look fat? No, your ass makes you look fat. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not that honest. Uh, Another one, humor. We use it a lot. Don't take life too seriously. You'll never get out alive. Really spending that time just sometimes, especially being parents, if you don't laugh, you cry. And when your daughter is insistent upon making a fan, a paper fan for every member of her class at eight o'clock at night, when you are just now eating dinner because you just got home from Krav class, and why would you want to make whatever 12 paper fans? I have 12, I don't even know, 16 Something like paper that. fans. For Angelo's birthday, happy mm-hmm. birthday, Angelo! Yes. But jeez, mm-hmm. so you just you just laugh. <laughs> There's nothing else you can do. Mm-hmm. Tell him no and just laugh about it. Or you know, laugh at the other silly things, especially your kids do. 
Uh, one of my favorites is our daughter when she was three, maybe four. She had just taken a bath and we'd got her this new pretty soap. And Candy was like, oh, sweetie, you smell like a petunia. And our daughter just gives her this crusty look. I don't smell like a tuna. <laughs> That's, it still makes me laugh. But you, you have to laugh. Laugh at yourself. Uh, you know, the the goober things that we all do. I'm fairly short, so I joke around about being short guy or being hairy or whatever it may be. But laugh at yourself, you know, have inside jokes with one another. And it it makes everything a lot better if you can if you can just laugh it off along with walk it off. <laughs> Another thing we do is uh, dryer sheets. We'll stick dryer sheets oh. in each other's pillows or... Dryer sheets are the bane of my existence. Whatever. I'm not really sure what happened. We have another friend who, as soon as the they her husband will go and turn off the lights, she will fling his pillow across the room just to be a shit. And you know, you just you just gotta have fun together. Because if mm -hmm. you don't have fun, spending a life together is just gonna be a mm -hmm. real big fat drag. Yeah. Or I'm I'm very much about having all the cabinet doors closed and the drawers pushed in. <laughs> and we we have uh, another some other friends of ours that the wife is on team close the freaking cupboards, and <laughs> husband is right alongside with Candy, and so she'll go to the bathroom or to get something maybe out of the pantry whatever. He'll open up every cupboard, every drawer, or he'll be home before she is, and then he'll open everything up, and then he'll go out to a shop or whatever it is, and then it, yeah, it's it's just it's anarchy. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> um, number three is is adaptability. Um, a buddy of mine was in the Marine Corps, and he said that it, the whole their motto really isn't Semper Fi, it's Semper Gumby, um, and it's always always flexible. Very few things in a marriage need, you know, have to be set in stone. Sometimes, yeah, you know, you need to have things done in a certain time frame or whatever. But especially when you bring in kids and our son just pooped himself and I need to finish chopping this onion so we can make dinner. Well, don't get poop in the onion. Yeah. So, so you just got to be flexible and, you know, or. Candy's got a, a training thing coming up, and so I've got to be a little more flexible with some of the roles that I'm not used to doing in the morning. Will sh be shifted to me while she's out of town, or may the force be with you. This. Or when I was working uh, my previous job doing rotating shift work as the fill-in guy, I could be working eleven to seven, be off for eight hours, and then be back. In eight hours, it was it was a hectic schedule, and uh, Candy was incredibly flexible. Excuse me with that, and it it's just super important to be, you know, adaptable and you know being able to change as things come at you. You know, it just happens in life. Number four is ass kickery. Sometimes, really. Sometimes Ryan just needs his ass kicked. I don't really think that that's me. I think it's really just him. Yeah. But it's important to uh, let out your aggression in healthy ways. Getting Releasing the, the pent-up stress, the tension, 
whether that is walking it off, whether it's we recently got a, a hundred pound punching bag um, that we found on the Facebook marketplace. Um, shout out to my little brother for picking it up for us. Uh, it was in in, a different, in the town he lives in, in Cheyenne. And so he went and got it for us and, and brought it over. Uh, but yeah, it's just hanging in the garage from the rafters. And, you know, boxing gloves are fairly cheap. Uh, you don't have to get a 100-pound bag like we did. Get something. Uh, but yeah, take, take out your aggression in positive, healthy ways. Maybe, or even just relieving that stress. Maybe it's, it's a workout. Maybe it's just candy candy paints you know kick kick ass on the canvas if you need to <laughs> uh our next one is teamwork because teamwork makes the dream work you have to be willing to be that team there will be times where uh, i heard it from from candy a little while ago and honey correct me if i get it wrong but in, in a marriage sometimes you know you'll both be putting in that 50 50 and you know i'll be doing the kids and candy's be taking care of dinner or, you know she'll put uh laundry in the washer i'll put it in the dryer and we both fold it there's times where it is that 50 50 but then there's times where it might be 60 40 or 90 10 because of what's going on maybe when that maybe. came came from one of my patients because i like to ask people who've been married a long time what the secret to marriage is and what they told me was you know communication you know all the usual things but then that was the thing that really stuck out to me that because her husband was sick and so right now she was pulling a hundred percent and he was still there she still loved him still cared about him he wasn't able to give much at that time to their marriage or to the relationship or to their house, you know, things that needed to be done. So she was at that time pulling that in, hoping that that wasn't going to last forever. But at that point in their marriage, it's possible that it would, at least to some extent, if he didn't regain back his um, abilities, that teamwork and being willing to put yourself aside and take care of that other person in that time. Take one for the team kind mm -hmm. of an attitude. Um, and the number six is putting your marriage first, even above your kids, which sounds terrible. But you have to take that time. You have to take date night. You have to do do new things together. Take, take that time. I think people sometimes get bored with date night, us included. You know, what do you do? Go to dinner, go have some drinks, maybe go to the movies. Uh, COVID really put a damper on that because there's not really a whole lot of anything to do. But we did have one awesome date night during COVID. We did uh, sushi to go in the car. And our son has this, think of a infant-sized collapsible lawn chair with a clip-on tray. Uh, I will try to find the picture and we'll post it. But we put our little sushi to go aluminum container on there, and there was a, a restaurant that they were able to serve out of that uh, they do they can their own beer because they're a brewery as well, and so we got a couple of those beers and um, we had you know we, we made our little sushi to go plate thing right there and it was it was pretty cool but that was 
I really wish you guys could see this because Ryan was totally talking with his hands. I as talk with if my hands a lot. I was, you could tell yeah, from I'm, the movement rustling. Mm, yep. <laughs> I'm a very big hand talker, if any of you actually know me. <laughs> uh, like, ridiculously, I, I talk a lot with my hands. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Thanks for hanging tight while we took a quick break. Uh, so, quick correction, the book is Seven Habits of a Highly Effective Marriage. I believe I said couple earlier. Uh, so, yeah, it's by uh, Dr. Stephen R. Covey with uh, Sandra Covey, his wife. And I think at the time of this book, they've been together like 50 years. Uh, I don't have any of the info available here uh, looking at my Audible but yeah, they've, they've been together for a long time. Um, if you're an Audible fan, an Audible listener, uh, I highly recommend it. It's a cool book. They do interviews with them. And so it's not just reading all this. Um, and they have the seven, seven habits. And I wrote them down. But then to get more of a summary, um, I went to a website called trulydevotedtohim.com. And it's a seven habit habits overview. The author of that article from that website, uh, it's the wife. So if, if you do go and read it, uh, it is more from her perspective. I'm, I'm not writing it. I just kind of used it for the, the outline. So number one is be proactive instead of reactive. Uh, the only thing you can control is you stay in charge of your own mood and actions. And kind of like we've talked about before, um, you know, control what you can control, and really, that the only thing is is you. Try not to let anyone else's mood affect you, but in your marriage, it it can, and it's a difficult thing. But try to try to stay at least neutral, if not shift to the happy, and then that that light will shine in that kind of darkness, if you will, and it, it just it helps to really make things. My Be darkness better. now. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> Some, sometimes Candy's the light in my darkness, and she'll come up when I'm being a grump and slap you on the nuts. Yeah, <laughs> not really. Well, maybe no. sometimes. Uh, and another thing about that is being proactive of yourself, because um, I think people think, especially women, that you can change a person, and you really you cannot change a person. You can push them you can encourage them you can be there for them but i don't know people don't change people can change but you can't make them change uh number two begin with the end in mind so don't just think about today T today too but when you go into it really looking investing in that destination intentionally investing in your relationship. So those small steps, little things that you do for each other, even if they're things that aren't um, noticeable, all those things are building blocks that can build on, you can build on to grow a strong relationship. And then you're with a little bit more on you know, putting um, the end or start with the end in mind. It doesn't have to be the the very very end when you're both great grandparents and you know think about that five year anniversary or 
the big the bigger things of here's how we're going to get into our first house together or you know those kind of big steps or we're going to go buy uh, our first new car it doesn't always have to be clear way down at the very end although that is the mountaintop goal if you will but you have to look at the different stopping points on the mountain as you head up so to speak mm-hmm. uh, number three is put first things first there's never enough time for everything, but there's always enough time for the important things. That's a quote from uh, Brian Tracy. And you know, the first things first, kind of like put your marriage first. Take care of those big things. Uh, there's an analogy I've seen where uh, like a professor's got this big jar and asking his kids, how do I get the most stuff in it? And you know, they all suggest this and that. And he's like, well, you just start with the big things and like, well, no, cause now it's all the space is taken up and he slowly just dumps in a little bit smaller things. And, you know, slowly all the little things down to like the grains of sand, they all fill up the jar. And that jar is your day, your week, your, your year, you know, your whole marriage, those big, big things, they need to take up that big, important space first. Mm-hmm. At work, we call them boulders, putting those big boulders we put big boulders on our calendar of things that we can't compromise. You want to make sure that those things like date night or time spent together, time spent with your kids. Uh, number four is not lose or lose. Um, come up with a so- solution together. That's that compromise. That is the areas where you compromise and look for those solutions together. You're you're not always going to get your way. I mean, I do, but normally, <laughs> <laughs> normally you don't just always get your way. Really just making sure that you're taking those other, the other person's needs and the needs of your family and looking for a win-win solution, not just assuming, well, I guess this isn't going to work out the way I want it to and just be a big old bummer about it. Really look for that solution-based narrative yeah don't sit there being a whiny baby poopy bedwetter because you didn't get your way uh number five uh listen first talk second the stephen covey calls it uh seek first to understand then to be understood when you don't see eye to eye or you're having an argument in your marriage try to see things from the other's perspective in in the book go through an example of I forget the brand, but it's a very specific brand of refrigerator that they always had to have. Or this appliances, not just refrigerators, but every time they needed a new appliance, they had to go and get this appliance brand. And never understood why it was a great big hassle because you know they're driving two, three, four hours out of the way just so they can get that. And he thought his wife was just really weird and picky. And then he's like, okay, I need to know why. Well, her dad had an appliance company. And when times got tough, that uh, manufacturer would carry the inventory. And whereas others were like, no, you need to pay me for this dishwasher, microwave, refrigerator. You have to pay me for all that now. And this brand was like, hey, man, we're cool. We got you pay us what you owe us when you sell that fridge. And so they would carry that store's inventory. And so that meant so much to that family and helping them get through that time. So 
he he spoke you know looked to understand why it was so important and then so back to back on track sorry uh <laughs> you listen to your your spouse's side why they see things that way and let them let them talk try not to interrupt and then if you do have questions on okay well you said this are you meaning that you know just clarify why they they see it that way and then it's your turn and in in the ideal situation now you will be understood and you know your partner will listen to you and you can work things out that way mm-hmm. uh Number six is similar concepts. So synergize together is better. Uh, Stephen Covey work together. You're not a solo act anymore. You're a team. And that's, it's you against the world, honestly, when you're married or it should be, um, Mm -hmm. you should be working things out together, complimenting each other's. We we all have faults. We are Mm -hmm. all human beings. I mean, I don't have as many faults as Ryan does, but I'm fairly faulty. (laughs) San Andreas. (laughs) Just turn you off, turn you back on again. (laughs) Um, But working together as a team and really, uh, we talked about it, the 80-20, the 10-90, not good at math, 50-50, all of these things, you're balancing each other. And that's part of that synergy is really taking your part, doing your part and holding that other person accountable to that part. But always also knowing that in life, we talked about funks last time and sometimes you're going to be in a funk and sometimes your partner, they, they need to help you get out of that. They need to encourage you. They need to be there for you. And sometimes they need to pressure you a little okay, what are you going to do? What are your, what are your action items? What are the steps that you're going to make towards making this better? So we, we just balance each other out with that. Yes. Synergy is an awesome thing. Um, So number seven, uh, sharpen the saw. Uh, Take time for you and your self-care. Dr. Covey lists uh, things that will renew you physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Uh, and this needs to be a, a mutual thing for the both of you. It can't just be like, well, I just need my me time so I can go sharpen my saw. Well, then that saw needs to be put to work. It's not just something decorative you hang on the wall. That saw is meant to do work. And you also need to do that work to allow your spouse to go sharpen their proverbial saw. Mm-hmm. So if... If you're, you know, husbands, if your wife needs the time away to go get her nails done, go get a massage, whatever it is, if she needs to go to the gym to work out, let her go sh- sharpen that saw. Well, she may not want to. That's a thing, too, that uh, we all do. Well, I don't, I'm okay. I'm okay. Those are like the the nail in the coffin, honestly. You're not okay. You need that time. You need to make that time for yourself. And you need to make that time for your spouse and encourage that. Uh, there's been lots of times where I'm like, well, why don't you go? Well, it's okay. No, it's I'm not. Fine. You're not fine. fine. It's not okay. Don't just 
wipe those things out of your vocabulary. Because honestly, there's nothing worse for a marriage than okay or fine. I mean, do you want an okay marriage? Do you want an okay life? Do you want an okay relationship? No. You want an amazing relationship. You want it to be great. You want it to conquer the world. You want it to be something that stands out to people around you as a good marriage. And you're not going to get that by being okay or fine or always sacrificing your time to make yourself a better person and be the person that God wants you to be if you're okay or fine. So, uh, also in the book, they talk about the marriage box and you have to put into the box before you have to take your, before you're allowed to take anything out. And so you think, think of like a, an analogy of moving and you get all these boxes from the grocery store or from your local, uh, U-Haul place, wherever you get your boxes from, for moving, you can't just move an empty box to your house and start setting it up. You have to pack <laughs> all your crap into that box and i don't mean crap poorly but i I use crap a lot but so in your marriage you have to put things into that marriage box before you can then uh, take things out it just makes sense you can't just always take 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 out of any relationship and never give back you you have to put in and make that deposit fill my box (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there is no love in marriage love isn't people and people are people put it into marriage there is no romance in marriage people have to infuse it into their marriage you can't just assume that getting married is just magically going to be make everything okay people have a bad relationship they think if they get married it'll be better because that's that one thing you know women we love to do this this ultimatum like oh well i just need him to put a ring on it blah 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 like okay fine you want that commitment but that's not going to change anything if you don't have that then getting married is not going to change it. Same with having kids. People, oh, we'll just we'll, we'll just need to have a family. Well, you know what kids do? They're a big pain in the ass. They so put a lot of strain, and you're <laughs> going to need that synergy. You know, <laughs> one two by four can hold up. You know, four hundred pounds, and two of them can hold up a thousand pounds. Well, you're going to need that extra effort and support. When you bring kids in, when you bring in being a nurse or my old job as a a boiler mechanic in a place that runs 24-7, you're going to need that synergy and that support. Uh, The quote Candy read about uh, there's no love in marriage, that was also by uh, Dr. Covey, just in case you were curious. Uh, There's another quote in the book that I I really liked, um, and it kind of goes back to that putting your marriage first. Make your marriage main tent, not sideshow. You know, it it needs to be up front. It needs to be right there. I want to say in your face, but it it needs to be the priority, not my career or this or that. And there's times, you know, when okay, maybe you know I need to go do this for work, and so I'm now taking out of that proverbial marriage box, but. When you come back, it needs to be back to your marriage as the priority. So some action items for this episode. Learn from your mistakes. 
We're all going to make mistakes. We're going to have hard times where, like I was talking about when Ryan told me that I was being mean, which I do have a tendency to do if you know me. And I'm sorry if I did that to you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But really taking that and moving forward with it. It's very easy to sit and stew about that and even blame the other person for telling you. But you want that honesty. That's the only way that you're going to become a better person in your marriage. You can't just assume that you're not doing anything wrong and move forward. You have to learn from those mistakes and keep walking it off. Keep moving forward. Keep taking those two steps every single day to be a better marriage, a better person. Uh, You also want to learn from each other. Don't just assume that you know it all or that they know it all, whatever, having that balance and really learning every day from the things that you find in life. Then that goes back to the whole teamwork thing there too. Uh, And lastly, uh, don't ever think it's going to be easy. It's there, there are easy times, there are good times, but there's also some hard times in your, in your vows, you know, for richer or poor sickness and in health, there's going to be those times there's going to be the the crap that you have to deal with. But if you put into that marriage box and you put into that relationship, you'll get so much more out of it. And it's great. I can't tell you how much I really do love being married. And I'm not saying that because Candy's going to beat me up or anything. I really honestly <laughs> do. Uh, you know, the fairy tales talk about them your spouse making you a better person. And I truly am. And when I talk to people about relationships, I honestly, from, you know, the bottom of my heart, I say that I want everyone to find their candy and it's candy's made me a better, a better person, a better husband, a better father. Uh, She's been there for me for, you know, all the support that I've ever needed uh, when the opportunity came up to start uh, my welding business, she was right there and absolutely stood behind me. And so, yeah, everyone needs to find find their candy in life. I... Just remember uh, Proverbs twenty seven seventeen: as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. You're going to be the sharpening, and you're going to be the sharpener, but. You have to be iron in order to sharpen or be sharpened, which means you have to be mentally, physically tough along with your partner and you can <laughs> rub <laughs> rub off on each other. <laughs> Hope you guys have a great week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Walk It Off podcast. If you enjoyed our episode today, please share with your friends and leave us a review. We're open to feedback and you can reach us on Instagram at the walk it off show and email us at the walk it off show at gmail.com. Walk it off, shake it off, rub some dirt in it, whatever you got to do to get up and move on day after day, challenge after challenge. Have a great week.